Jerome Hudson, Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump, sitting in for Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Well, infighting within the Democrat Party has blown up into full-on war. Senator Bernie Sanders is talking publicly about supporting primary challenges to Democrat Senators Sinema and Joe Manchin. Biden's bad year? Well, it's about to get a lot worse as Chuck Schumer moves full steam ahead to force votes on the Democrats' voting laws that are basically dead on arrival. And if things weren't bad enough for Democrats, Rasmussen is reporting that Republicans have increased their chances in the general ballot in their bid to recapture control of Congress. Oh, and uh, two more Democrats have announced retirement from Congress, pushing that number to a jaw-dropping 28. But first, did you know there's a conservative advocacy and benefits organization with more than 2 million members and counting? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC has become one of the most impactful conservative organizations in America. Joining AMAC gives you access to money-saving benefits, cutting-edge news, and a magazine full of insightful takes on today's most important issues. But most importantly, AMAC is working tirelessly to preserve the freedom secured by our Constitution. With the full-time presence on Capitol Hill, AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund our police, weaken our borders, and replace your freedom with government controls. Stand with me and over 2 million patriots by joining right now at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. That's amac.us forward slash Breitbart. The benefits are great, but the cause is greater. Join today at amac.us forward slash Breitbart. to start here it was just one day ago that i mentioned the long brewing and increasingly open battles and beasts within the democrat party and now it seems that that civil war has gone mainstream there was like a backbencher congresswoman i can't find her name but she did uh, some rounds on the sunday shows and i just remember the clipping about her saying that you know joe manchin and, and kristen cinema need to be punished punished for, you know, just standing up and being independent and actually having uh, a different thought from the rest of the Democrat senators. And again, this was like just kind of a no name Democrat congressman. I failed you all. I didn't write her name down. I didn't ask the producers to cut the clip because I just honestly thought it was a one off. Now, Senator Bernie Sanders, the independent socialist from Vermont, he said, just yesterday, that he would be open to primaries, Manchin uh, and Cinema, because they don't support blowing up the filibuster. This uh, is a report from Sean Moran. One congressional reporter asked Senator Sanders if he would support a primary challenge to senators who do not support changing the filibuster rules. Sanders responded saying, well, yeah, he, he would support primary challenges. I mean, this is the thing. You dissent and they try to destroy you. I mean, it's one thing for, you know, the rumblings and unnamed sources saying that sitting senators on the Democrat side are upset with with Sinema and Manchin or are openly bristling at them. Uh, And then, you know, the media just happily carries that water because they are just they're just brainless, mindless lapdogs. That's been going on. That's been the drumbeat for months now, particularly with Joe Manchin, because he had the audacity, the temerity to not support Joe Biden's socialist spending bill. Remember that? Feels like it was three years ago, but that was just a, a few months ago. Joe Manchin's been out there just getting flogged by his own colleagues who share the same D next to the state they represent in the Senate. Now it's cinema's turn. She's She's been getting beat up and, 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 and bludgeoned by her own party as well. But it's, like I said, the Civil War is mainstream. You have uh, Bernie Sanders, like this guy, if the DNC wasn't corrupt, would have gotten the, the presidential nomination four years ago for the Democrat Party. He's saying, yeah, I, I support my marrying. Oh, Manchin and Cinema, this stuff is so monumental. 
I mean, like there is angst and there's always infighting. Uh, the Republicans, they have it in the House, they have it in the Senate. I mean, but this is like wide open civil war stuff. Like they barely have a majority now. They have to actually rely consistently on the votes whenever they don't need a 60 vote majority of the sitting vice president to break a tie. And you have Bernie Sanders, who is, to me, important, saying that he is willing, he's open to supporting the primary challenge of two Democrat senators. And I honestly think that there are more. I mean, you know, the senators, maybe two or three who aren't willing uh, to put themselves out there, to put their names out there, but they don't support blowing up the filibuster either. They just, you know, happen to be quiet about it. Cinema and Mansion, I think they're politically savvy enough to, you know, I don't know, read the polling numbers on all this stuff. The overwhelming majority of the country isn't exactly prioritizing quote unquote voting rights. Mansion and Cinema are are just using their brains. They're just applying common sense to the situation. Like there is no threat of Americans' ability to, to be able to vote in this country. It's just it's just non existent. This is a Democrat gaslighting campaign and and the the public sentiment has crested to consensus a long time ago on this stuff cinema and mansion are just they're just they're just being like like base level smart about this politically anyway but here you have it in in senator sanders again is important because he is the face he is the weekend at bernie's face of the base that is so enraged that the installed president has failed time and time again to actually deliver and, and be able to sign into law all of the crazy crap that they want. Green New Deal, blowing up our, our energy sector, you know, amnesty. They tried to sneak the thing in three or four times, honestly lost count. It came down to some Senate parliamentarian to block this amnesty for six plus million people that Democrats want. Time and time again, Joe Biden has failed the base. And now the face of the base, Bernie Sanders, is saying, yeah, let's let's go to war with our own caucus. Moran's report continues. Manchin appeared unfazed by the Vermont progressives threat to support a primary challenge against him. Quote, I've been primaried my entire life. That would not be anything new for me, Manchin said. It's rough and tumble. We're used to that. Bring it on. So, uh, you know, this this is this is a situation that's only going to get worse for whatever reason. And, you know, it's just it's very interesting to see the few, you know, honest and decent dogged reporters in Washington, D.C., you know, just like tweet out and and just verbatim sort of explain what Chuck Schumer is going to spend the rest of the week doing. You can sort of see the confusion in the text like politically this is insane like you are setting your already crumbling democrat party up for failure you're already setting up joe biden whose poll numbers are beyond the toilet drain for failure once again like it's just a slow locomotive crash and they're doing it on purpose and i've had some of you call in with theories that I think are equally uh, wild, I'll say, um, as to why they continue to do this. I mean, I've just never really seen this before. Democrats have majorities in both the House and the Senate, and they are pursuing legislation that like, is not a priority. It's not even an issue. People's access to voting in the country and knowing that it won't pass. And in doing so, they're literally splintering an already broken and shattered party. And I'm, I, I just, I'm here for it. I mean, I, I just, fireworks. I'm so happy. This stuff is so good. It's so good because the November elections will be here before we know it. And every dollar raised for every campaign for Democrats is just going to be wasted. They may as well just put it all in a big old pile and light it on fire. A la uh, the Dark Knight. Just a massive amount of time is going to be wasted. All of the organizing, all of the campaigning, 
All of the signs created, all of it, so much of it will be meaningless. Because what the hell are those Democrat candidates going to run on? There is nothing. Infrastructure? Okay. (laughs) That's great. Oh, man. It's good stuff. Uh, So speaking of the rest of the week and what Chuck Schumer is leading his Democrat majority in the Senate just leading them off the cliff. And what what the hell are they going to do? So the Senate will vote to end a debate on the voting uh, rights bill. That'll happen later today. That needs 60 votes, right? That's going to fail. Then Schumer is likely going to try to hold a vote to alter, blow up. Uh, excuse me. He's, so he's going he's gonna to try something called a talking filibuster, um, which, again, Joe Manchin also said this week that he doesn't support. A talking filibuster, this from Sean Moran, would force senators that want to block consideration to talk on the Senate floor rather than just announcing that they will filibuster the legislation. Boy, this is exciting radio stuff. Um, So Schumer will have the Senate vote on the two voting rights bills, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Advancing Rights Act. It will fail because it requires 60 votes. Then Schumer will try to have the Senate vote and install a talking filibuster wherein senators can block a vote as long as they continue talking on the Senate floor. That's also going to fail because, again, the aforementioned mansion and cinema don't back the measure. There's just failure after failure after failure. The, the plan, I guess, is to virtual, vir, virtue signal to the base, look, we're trying to do this stuff, but it's just those doggone Democrat senators, actually, not Republicans. The best the best messaging you want to, to be able to convey to potential voters uh, of all stripes, not just the base, but independents, everyone, is that Republicans are obstructionists. But like, I don't I just don't know what the consultant class on the Democrat side must be doing. They have to just be picking up pieces of their brain right now because I don't understand how their heads aren't exploding, because the messaging right now is that we to the base of the Democrat parties that we can't advance our agenda because of Democrats, not because of Republican obstruction, but because of Democrat obstruction. It's the worst messaging. It's the worst messaging. And it is making Joe Biden effectively a, a sitting duck uh, president. There's There was reporting, and it's now, I think Reuters was the first news outlet or major news outlet to come out to say that, well, Democrats are trying to break up Build Back Better into itty bitty pieces. And then you had the White House communications spokesperson come out on the record, like tweeted out. It was like, no, that's not a lie. Build Back Better, while dead, is still one big, gigantic, titanic failure of a bill. It's not going to be a little little tugboat here, little tugboat there. It's just it's just one big failure still. And and I mean, the beats just keep going. Get the uh, the byline here. Jacob Bliss, just a dogged young reporter at Breitbart News. Um a relatively new hire. His his headline: Pelosi's majority crumbles. Two more longtime Democrats announce retirement. It's, that's a that's a Matt Boyle classic right there. Two longtime Democrat reps, Jerry McNearney and Rep Jim uh, Langiven, Democrat from Rhode Island, and the uh, the other guy, another Democrat from California. Wow! Announced they would not seek re-election for another term in Congress, becoming the 27th and 28th Democrat to leave the House, putting their party's chances of keeping the majority in greater peril. So 28 Democrats now. Gosh, I feel like I just said yesterday or the day before it was 25. I think the number is going to continue to to increase. Boyle just said yesterday that he believes that once redistricting in, I think, Florida, I think they're still trying to figure it out in Ohio and other states. Once redistricting settles, you're going to continue to see Democrats read the tea leaves and head for the hills. They're just going to retire. They're not going to run for reelection. Many of them don't want to be in a minority. Apparently, Boyle, Boyle says it's not fun to be in a minority. <laughs> Uh, when you're in Congress, especially like these individuals who these these last two Democrats, I mean, they're the close confidants of of Nancy Pelosi. I mean, look, there's still rumblings that Nancy Pelosi may not even run for reelection. She's come out and said that she will. She has to say that, of course, for obvious reasons. But 28 is the number now. And it could I, I'm we are very deep into like historic territory. And I believe Boyle when he says that the numbers will increase. And 
Republicans only need five of these seats. I think there are about a dozen Republicans who've announced retirement. Many of them were just the biggest R-I-N-O's in the caucus. A lot of those seats are deeply red anyway, so there's really no threat to, to lose them. Anything could happen, but Republicans only need five of these seats and 28 of them are open. They won't win all of them, obviously, but that it's a very low threshold that they need to take back the majority. So we'll continue to, to watch that. This is all happening as well. I mean, everything, the chaos on the Democrat side is happening and like the world or at least the country is still paying attention and people are still being asked, you know, what you think the job of the president of, you know, Democrats in Congress? What do you think of the job the Republicans are doing? Which is an interesting question because, again, Republicans are in a minority. What could they do? But the people are still being asked. And as voting Americans' lives continuously become harder to live, People continue to struggle economically. People continue to be baffled by what's happening at the border. The brouhaha in Russia, Ukraine, and China, the Olympic Games, it's all becoming, I think, a little bit more palatable for people to understand that things aren't good. And then they see the president, and then like two-thirds of them already don't think that he has the mental capacity to be commander-in-chief and president. And then they, they see the news bubbling up more about international unrest. That, I think that feeds in to the distrust and the pessimism and the frustration that people have. So when you see reports now, like Rasmussen noting on yesterday that, quote, the 2022 midterm elections are now 294 days away. And Republicans maintain a strong lead in their bid to recapture and control of Congress. It's not shocking. But as Rasmussen, one of the few trusted, actually accurate pollsters, at least as accurate as can be, is not infected by politics. The headline is that we're heading into historic territory like the like the blowout could be, I'll say, bigger than 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 anything we've ever seen in politics in this country. Rasmussen reports, quote, if the elections for Congress were held today, 48 percent of likely U.S. voters would vote for the Republican candidate, while 39 percent would vote for the Democrat. The poster reported just 4 percent would vote for some other candidate, but another 9 percent are not sure. John Nolte says Rasmussen showed these same results back in December. Rasmussen is not only one of the most respected and reliable posters out there and has been for two decades. These results track with what we've seen uh, everywhere. Nolte says to begin with, his fraudulency, Joe Biden's approval rating sits in the low 40s, while his disapproval rating is in the 50s. On top of that, Gallup just released a poll that showed a 14 point swing to Republicans over 2021. Other posters showed the generic ballot closer, but those posters are not as reliable as Rasmussen. What's more, history has shown us that the Republican Party can enjoy sweeping victories even when they are tied or close in this specific poll. And so, I mean, you, you have left-wing uh, news outlets like NBC using words like shellacking to describe what is very likely to happen in November. I mean, it's, it's I, again, I will always drop the heaviest of heavy caveats and say anything could happen. Obviously, November is a very long time away in political time. But all that said, I mean, what are the Democrats doing? It is a circus up there. Joe Biden's pushing for bills that the country doesn't want. Everybody thinks voting is important, but nobody really believes that it's harder for people to vote. And they just keep doing this stuff. You got 50 idiots flee the state of Texas. Democrats flew across half halfway across the country, obstructing democracy because Greg Abbott was just trying to get bills to his desk to sign so that that you could stop cheaters from cheating in elections. And that I mean that was so long ago. I don't actually understand how the consultants are are losing this message, but they are. But they are right now today this week Chuck Schumer is just going to continue to just to just plow through with a failed agenda. Just amazing stuff. And and the race baiting on top of it. I mean if it, if if the messaging wasn't bad, if you know, the 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 way that 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 Schumer and Biden and the White House are pursuing a failed agenda wasn't bad enough. It's like everybody who is against, you know, just federal they, these these election bills would just federalize our elections in this country. I mean, that's really what what these people want to do. Um, they're just race baiting. 
It's just you're a racist if you disagree with what the Democrats want to do and push through these voting bills. You're a racist. You, you are a threat to democracy. You hate the republic. That's the rhetoric coming from the, the, the biggest names and the most recognizable faces on the Democrat side. Here's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, audio that I, that I rarely like to play because this woman's voice sounds just as bad as all of the failed surgeries that she's had on her face. She's a crazy person, but here she is. She's got the talking points. I'm sure she doesn't believe it. She's smart enough and she's been around Washington politics long enough to know that this is, this is how you lose a majority in her in, in the House of Representatives like she, she'll never be speaker again. But but here she is being a good soldier for Joe Biden. Cut seven. We all want bipartisanship. We all strive for it. We have a responsibility to do so. But when we cannot have it, we cannot confine our democracy to what might be bipartisanly possible. So I ask our colleagues in the Senate respectfully for what they think filibuster means, to compare that, to weigh the equities against our democracy, because nothing less is at stake than our democracy. This is about suppressing the vote. It's about nullifying the elections, which Dr. King talked about that day. Nullifying the election. It's about uh, just doing so many things to be obstacles to participation. That's wrong. Oh boy, invoking MLK. This is good stuff. These people are these people are insane. Here's uh, Chuck Schumer. The Senate just can't ignore something as vital as voting rights. Cut five. Now much has been said over the past few days about the prospects of passing voting legislate voting rights legislation in this chamber. Senate Democrats are under no illusion that we face difficult odds, especially when virtually every Senate Republican, every Senate Republican is staunchly against legislation protecting the right to vote. But I want to be clear, when this chamber confronts a question this important, one so vital to our country, so vital to our ideals, so vital to the future of our democracy, you don't slide it off the table and say, never mind. Win, lose, or draw. Members of this chamber were elected to debate and to vote especially on an issue as vital to the beating heart of our democracy as voting rights. It's going to fail. Like, the thing is going to fail. The, the, the two voices you just heard know that it's going to fail. I mean, there are real issues gripping the country right now, and this is, this is what they're spending their time doing. I mean, they're going to get punished for this, and it's a good thing. It'll be good for the country to get these idiots out of office. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed everything is getting expensive. We're in the biggest economic crisis since 2008, with a government that's printing trillions and trillions of dollars. Consumer prices are the highest we've seen in 30 years. Inflation is certainly here to stay. And if the government continues its out-of-control printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. So, how do you protect your money, your retirement, your savings? Well, American Hartford Gold can show you how to hedge your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. They'll even help move your existing IRA or 401k out of the volatile stock market into a precious metals IRA. And they make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. And if you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 866-670-7660. That's 866-670-7660. 7660 or text Alex to 65532. Again, that's 866-670-7660 or text Alex to 
The congressman called out the hypocrites in corporate media who claim to fight for inclusion and racial equality here in the U.S., but have no problem accepting blood money as sponsors of the genocide games set to take place in China. We're talking Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, and NBC Universal, just to name a few. These companies, the congressman says, are actively lobbying against his efforts to hold them and the IOC accountable for putting their profits above human rights. The congressman also talked about how a defeated Democrat party creates opportunity for Republicans, should they take back control in Washington, to fight back on behalf of the American people. Congressman, welcome back to the program. Hey, good to be on with you. The Beijing games are happening. It's becoming mm -hmm. very obvious that China is probably going to exert itself in the South China Sea after it. So much of the conversation, though, I think oftentimes does not center around the fact that United States companies, corporations here in the United States are helping, um, are supplying their money, advertising dollars, you name it, their platforms and attaching it to this barbaric regime. Um, yep. your, your take, sir. Well, you're absolutely right. And just so that um, your, your listeners understand, China has an active program called the Civil Military Fusion Program, where they take infrastructure uh, and, and things that kind of in the civilian world and transfer it over and apply it to their military buildup. Uh, so when we talk about these American companies that are pouring billions of dollars into Beijing, whether it's into their market uh, or actually investing into their infrastructure, that is directly and indirectly fueling and funding China's military rise. Their Navy is now larger than ours. Uh, they're launching more into space. Their Space Force uh, is getting more done than the United States and the rest of the world combined. And they're actively talking about replacing the U.S. as a world power. How does the Olympics play into that? First of all, I was the first member of Congress to call for a full boycott, uh, hmm. not this symbolic diplomatic boycott that Biden has put in place. Uh, and today we'll introduce measures uh, to strip the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, uh, of its uh, tax-exempt status, uh, which, you know, by the way, the IOC has poured about $800 million uh, into Beijing's infrastructure to support these games, uh, yet <laughs> at the same time uh, turning a blind eye to a million Muslims in concentration camps, uh, stamping out freedoms in Hong Kong, aggressiveness uh, towards Taiwan and that democracy uh, and all of the other things that um, and, and atrocities that that Beijing is up to. So, you know, these companies, uh, companies like Procter and Gamble, Intel, Coca-Cola, you know, are, are absolute hypocrites uh, when it comes to preaching social justice here in the United States. They want to boycott baseball in Georgia uh, over uh, tightening voter integrity. Yet when it comes to, again, you know, mass rape, uh, incarcerations, mass abortions and in concentration camps of the Chinese people, then, you know, they have nothing to say. They turn a blind eye. Enough is enough of the hypocrisy for both the IOC uh, and these corporations. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to keep we're going to keep calling it out and we're going to go after their tax exempt status. NBC Universal, to me, is the beating heart of it all. I mean, that is the, the network that is actually airing the games around the world. I just. Yep. I, I just. On, I, by the way, a seven and a half billion dollar contract with the IOC. Right. I, I just. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what it means to traverse the legalese of this. But, I mean, I just feel like there has to be some sort of a statute or law or something. And if there isn't, I mean, U.S. companies giving a platform, giving a space yep. to a country like that, they are our mortal enemy. It's just baffling to me. I mean, beyond sort of the virtue signaling that we see from NBC Sports, I just feel like there has to be an avenue. There has to be a way um, that, that, that business being done with this country cannot happen certainly not at, at this level well i made an attempt at the uh this year on the defense bill as we were creating the defense bill 
I put an amendment in that said, you know what, uh, if you're going to sponsor these Olympics and give our greatest adversary this global propaganda platform uh, and turn a blind eye to all of these atrocities and, oh, by the way, pour billions in that's funding their military buildup, then you can't have Defense Department contracts uh, and you can't sell to the United States military. Uh, and the lobbying disclosures were just released. Uh, and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that these companies spent on lobbying firms to kill my amendment uh, was 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 just jaw dropping, uh, and, uh, and 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 truly incredible. So we're going after it, uh, but the swamp is lighting up, man. Um, I mean, what do you to, to, what to try what, to, what kind yeah, of backup ahead. do you what kind of backup do you need? Who was who was against that measure that you that you introduced? I mean, well, we 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 could send you you know the the voting records public, uh, and it was Republican and Democrat. Uh, that voted uh, that 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 voted against or voted to kill it, right? So on the one hand, we have this is an armed services committee, by the way. Right. So we all agree China's our greatest adversary. Right. We're trying to to counter their navy, their nuclear buildup, everything they're doing. But on the but this isn't going to be won or lost with ships and planes and tanks. It's going to be won or lost on dollars, uh, and and who has the economic might to compete? And we are fueling. It is American money fueling uh, their buildup. Uh, Congressman uh, Michael Waltz, uh, Republican from Florida, one of the truly uh, good guys joining the program right now. Just just uh, last point on this. I think it was the treasurer sure. congressman from West Virginia said that his state was he was going to cut time, cut ties with BlackRock. Um, I I think this is the sort of thing that that we need to see, perhaps in all 50 states, but at least at the very least in those states uh, with Republican uh, leaders who can actually make these these decisions. I know Ron DeSantis um, has has made similar moves and measures wherever he can. Uh, yep. Yeah, Riley Moore, he's a treasurer from West Virginia. Today, I announced my office will no longer use BlackRock Inc. investment fund. For banking transactions, any company that thinks communist China is a better investment than West Virginia energy or American capitalism clearly does not have the best intentions for West Virginia. This this I know there's a lot going on. I really do. But to me, right. when you guys, God willing, take the majority back uh, in just a handful of months here, this our position with this regime in, in Beijing has to be a top 10 issue. And in every way possible, we have to declare that we will separate ourselves from being dependent on anything from That's this right. country ever again. Well, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and you know, we were successful in preventing the military's, kid you not, we had to do this, <laughs> preventing the board overseeing the military's 401k plan from investing into Beijing. Think of the irony there. These soldiers and sailors are sending parts of their paycheck into this 401k plan, uh, and then it's investing into the entity they may have to fight against one day. So we were successful there, but there are 22 state pension funds that are also investing into Beijing. Florida is making the right moves to pull that back. I applaud West Virginia yeah. for, uh, for doing the same. BlackRock, by the way, uh, you know, led by Larry Fink, I've mm -hmm. said every Chinese missile should should have stenciled across the side provided by Larry Fink, uh, because that's exactly uh, what they're doing by, you know, he's advocating tripling uh, their investments. So is uh, J.P. Morgan and, and Jamie Dimon, who just prostrated himself and apologized for even suggesting that you know anything was wrong with the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, it's just pathetic. But this is the great reckoning that we absolutely have to have when we take the majority. China's using capitalism and free markets and these companies' desire to return, rightfully, dividends to their shareholders. But to a point, you know, where is corporate patriotism? We didn't see them behaving this way when the Soviet Union uh, during the Cold War, uh, and, and we need a, really a wake-up call uh, when it comes to Wall Street. The other piece is our supply chains. Uh, we yes. cannot continue with 90% of our pharmaceuticals uh, being made and controlled by China, 90% of our rare earth and critical minerals, our computer chips, 
uh, and a whole list of other key elements. I mean, masks, gloves, and gowns, we just figured out, can very quickly be a national security issue. Uh, and China is playing geopolitics with things, you know, that, that uh, you know, Americans need for their everyday lives. So my wake-up call and my call to action is when you see Made in China, uh, folks, put it down. Uh, it needs to say Made in America. That's not just a jobs issue. It's a national security issue. Larry Fink, I mean, BlackRock's doing inclusion uh, lending. I mean, they're, they're the biggest hypocrites on the planet. They, 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 yep. it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Um, yep. to shift, they shift. all preach their ESG and they all preach social justice. All of them, uh, right? Uh, but, you know, that doesn't just stop at our shores. And I guarantee you, if, I mean, could you imagine if the Trump administration had, you know, back to the Olympics or any American administration had a million people in concentration camps? The athletes wouldn't be demanding to compete. Uh, they would be out protesting, right? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but there's a total double standard, and we're going to continue to call it out. Um, so I, I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, uh, on the program, uh, Congressman, it's just I, 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 it's, I'm, it's it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around what the Biden administration and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are doing. The the country people <laughs> are are hurting financially. Their lives are being are being made harder to live economically, and it's directly because of decisions that Joe Biden has made from day one. Uh, in terms of inflation, continuously spending, energy costs skyrocketing, um, and yeah. and they're 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 either either Joe Biden or Kamala Harris is just they call them resets. They're in the middle of these resets. It's like they could not be more out of touch with reality. Um, and this these voting bills, I mean, can you make any sense of this? Like they're never going to make it to Joe Biden's desk to be signed into law, and this is yeah. what they're spending their political time and energy on. Well, they know, uh, and you know, first of all, it's 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 Nancy Pelosi, um, you know, driving a lot of this train. Think mm. of where they come from, right? You got Pelosi from California, Harris from <laughs> California, Schumer from New York, uh, and the way they vote in those states with ballot harvesting, with weak voter ID uh, requirements, with with taxpayer matching at the state level. They've established Democrat supermajorities, veto-proof supermajorities in both of those state legislatures and dominated the state government. If they know that if they can migrate those rules and make them nationwide, what they'll be doing is locking down power for themselves and tilting the scales for the Democrats for at least a decade to come. Uh, so so that's that's at least the thinking of why it's a power play. Uh, and then you know, once you kill the filibuster – then it's um, you know statehood for D.C. Uh, two more senators there. It's stacking the Supreme Court. You know the last bastion of any kind of of oversight and and balance and checks of you know checks and balances on on power, right? So it's Katie bar the door, and then they can go back to their socialist program with Build Back Better. That was the thinking. Uh, their tactic was to browbeat which is what, you know, their default mechanism is in terms of cancel culture, shame, name, uh, and browbeat people into submission. Well, thank God Manchin and Cinema have said no. Uh, uh, but, yeah, to send the president of the United States to Capitol Hill uh, when you know you don't have the votes, to send them to that god-awful speech, uh, insulting um, uh, speech down in Georgia when you know you don't have the votes, I, I don't know what they're thinking is there. But strategically, it's about locking down power. They're not going to be in power, Congressman. Like the 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 Gallup polling, the fourteen right. point shift away from Democrats to Republicans. I have a report I haven't even read to the audience here about how uh, Democrats here in our state of Florida are struggling to find candidates to run. We're now up to 28 uh, Democrats that you'll never see again in Congress because they're not running for for reelection. And that number is going to grow again. I've I've I will always caveat this because anything could happen between now and November. But I do believe we'll wake up a day after Election Day. And, and some of us, usually in the corporate Democrat media, will be will be shocked to learn that a lot of Americans were pissed off by the way that the Democrat Party 
led this country in terms of, of the politics and, and fixing the problems facing them. And I, I just see a 25 year crater in the Democrat Party and it's of their own making. Yeah, well, and to your point on the on the retirements in the House of Representatives, when we had the red wave, just by point of comparison, in 2010, there were 17 retirements. Now they're already at 28 and growing. They added just two. They added two more just yesterday. Uh, and so when they have to defend uh, or find candidates for that many open seats, and to your point, they can't find candidates. Uh, but but you know, you asked me why they were going after voting rights. Uh, and, and, and it's about power so that they can then pursue their agenda and they know that their agenda is failing and flopping. Uh, that's why you're seeing this end run, but that's failed too. Uh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> right. So, you know, we are doing our best to block and tackle, uh, from the minority and to stay unified right. for 11 more months. And, you know, I wake up every day and pray that, that, uh, Biden can't wreck this country anymore. But look, we're seeing dictatorship on the march uh, around the world. They smell weakness in, oper- in, in this White House. Uh, you know, obviously we we're we're going gone from energy independence to back to energy dependence. Um, you know, it's it's really we've gone back in time to the 70s uh, with inflation, with gas lines, uh, with turmoil uh, in the Middle East and elsewhere. I mean, this is worse than Jimmy Carter, and we're only a year in. Congressman, you're going to be given a mandate, and I don't think you're ever going to have a time where you'll have more parents, Congressman, who will be mm-hmm. clamoring for and championing for a Republican Congress to pass legislation that allows them to send their children to whatever school uh, their tax dollars uh, can follow that kid to. I don't think you'll ever have more support to actually secure physically and with manpower our southern border. Um, the crime in the cities. I don't know what the hell is going on at the DOJ, but the situation is only getting worse. Again, you know, (laughs) anything can happen, and it's a very long time from now, but I just just want, I don't need to tell you this, but people call into this audience, the Breitbart audience is the most engaged on the planet. Mm -hmm. The mandate is, I mean, people are going to want fighters um, and hopefully a lot more of them join you in your conference. Well, it, and we're actively recruiting uh, more veterans uh, to run, right? We, we've gone from 75%, three-quarters of the Congress, is on both sides of the aisle. Uh, in the 70s, we're vets. Uh, right now, we're at 16%. Uh, and, you know, if you're willing to fight and die for that flag overseas, uh, you'll be willing to take the tough votes, uh, and take on the tough fights here in Washington, D.C. So you're absolutely right. We need fighters here, uh, and and we're recruiting um, uh, a number of them uh, to run. And to your point on the agenda, I mean, look at look at how Florida has led the way yeah. uh, in terms of more people keeping money in their pockets, families and individuals being able to make their own health decisions, keeping schools open, eliminating this garbage uh, the teachers union are trying to teach our kids uh, and, 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 and putting in place a pro-growth agenda so that people can build better lives for their children and grandchildren. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and people are voting with their feet and coming uh, here in Florida to dro- in droves. Hopefully they're updating their uh, voter registration if they need to. Congressman, um, always a pleasure. My congressman is uh, is Rutherford. It is it is it is not you. I don't know what you guys are doing with these maps anyway, but uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Well, the the state legislature, thank God, Republican led will 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 work it out. Uh, but Rutherford and I work hand in glove. Uh, we'll be together uh, next Monday afternoon. Okay. So, uh, I right. represent my hometown of Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much. I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I want to get in shape this year, but don't have time to get to the gym. Echelon Fitness brings the gym home. Have a New Year's resolution to reach your fitness goals? It can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon Fitness gives you that. 
Echelon Fitness is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Echelon Fitness's fitness app provides you thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists like Pitbull, Old Dominion, and many more. With Echelon Fitness, you can work out anytime, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. Just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on, and give it your all. Echelon Fitness's world-class fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. Echelon Fitness's full range of affordable workout equipment, including stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleep fitness screens, and the auto-folding treadmill, are all connected to provide the Echelon Fitness experience. Around-the-clock classes for the family, including full-body workout programs that keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five. And right now, for a limited time... Podcast listeners get up to $650 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text DAILY to 818181. Text DAILY to 818181 to get up to $650 off MSRP. Text DAILY to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. day is Brett in Illinois. Brett broke down how he has seen up close and personal how Democrats keep voter rolls corrupted in Illinois and how far too many Republicans sit on their hands and fail to fix the problem. I was involved in elections in my home state of Illinois, actually managed a governor's race here, um, among other things. Uh-huh. And I know how they commit fraud. And, and I think there's a lot of things we kind of tinker in the margins of understanding what's going on. Oh, they're bringing in illegals and they're going to vote and all of this. But the reality is it's the voting rolls. So I, I think there's probably some other ways as well where they commit mass fraud. But the voting rolls is one big way. And they keep a lot of inactive records, a lot of duplicates, erroneous, pr- probably duplicated for fraudulent reasons. Um, and they cast votes on behalf of those. And I have some, you know, witness testimony of situations where this has occurred. I mean, I can think back to one of the elections I was involved in, in, in my small county, which is, you know, three quarters rural, one quarter, it's a mm-hmm. collar county in the Chicago metro area. We had an address that had seven active voters. The address didn't even exist. Huh. And... And, and these things happen. I was also at an event uh, with Sheriff David Clark, you know, the sheriff in Milwaukee. And, um, you know, we this was last summer. And there was a gal at my at my table because, you know, a friend of mine involved in politics, they sponsor a table. You, you're, you're sitting with a bunch of, you know, people that are at the event. And uh, I'm not going to name names or give anything away, but I reported this to the police. She said that a person in her immediate family um, was involved in vote fraud and was asked to have thousands, have him get his guys together and and have thousands of ballots filled out for Biden. I didn't get a call back. You know, I, I, you know, you don't, you don't get answers. The FBI doesn't, doesn't contact you and look for really. um, Because, because I mean, look at it, the FBI, you know, Klein Smith and others were involved in, in ultimately uh, a malicious investigation for false Russia collusion. Right. But the Trump administration, you know, they, they've become a Stasi for the for the Democrat Party. And it's it's disgusting. Uh, and we shouldn't be paying taxes for it. No, no. Brett, now, when you say they how they cheat, um, I mean, I can you can you like prescribe who is the they is it election officials in a state in a specific county like who who is the day who's not actually trying to pursue cleaning up the voter rolls making sure people live where they say they live if they're actually alive who is the they i think i think i think it is largely democrat election officials that enable it 
In Illinois. And then when you went in, in Illinois, yeah, I mean, they call it the Cook County bump, right? And, and it, you know, here in Cook that County. That sounds like a, a venereal disease. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it does. It does. Don't 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 catch that. So that's that's a bad um, one to catch. But so there's yeah. a lot of ghost voter, ghost voters, ghost records. I could tell a couple other stories from from you know witnesses, people that I know that are yeah. aware of you know significant fraud. Where, yeah. for example, polling places had hundreds of votes come out of them in a certain area. Uh, not a single person walked into or came out of that polling place on election day, and none of those were absentee votes, sure, or yeah. early votes. So, um, um, I'm just looking at Ballotpedia here. The Illinois Party controls from 1992 to 2022. The last time that there was something called a a trifecta for Republicans, by which they had the governor's house the Senate and the House was 1996. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine how your voter rolls look. And and that is assuming that in 1996, the, the Republicans who were in charge of the entire government of Illinois even actually gave a damn about, you know, cleaning up. No, I mean, rolls. we had um, Denny Haster, who unfortunately I, you know, knew. Uh, uh, we had, we had, you know, Governor Ryan who went to jail. You know, we've had tons oh of corrupt. We've got Adam Kinzinger, who's a farm boy, not on our side you know so 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 certainly yeah. um the republicans in our state are as much part of this problem as the democrats yeah no no I, that that's 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 why i sort of asked you who the they is because i think the dirty little secret um brett and i guess i don't need to tell you this because you just said it is that yeah this is this is a failure of of leadership on both sides but if, if we're talking oh about absolutely the the, the illinois republican yeah. party is is is, is useless they're absolutely uh, i would say they, they work against they work against good candidates yeah, no, but but it's the thing is though, and I appreciate the call, Brett. It's good stuff. Is sure. that the the problems can be solved, and Congressman Waltz just pointed it out. This, and I will be the first to say that you know voting in Florida is not perfect, and, and I just don't think there's any way that you can, you just can't stop all fraud. Um, but the 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 problems can certainly um, be fixed. You can certainly plug up the holes in the dam, if you will. Um, and we've done that here in Florida. They've Arizona in Michigan. I mean, Georgia uh, has passed those laws to, to to really try to fix a lot of the problems that Democrats, the Democrats just don't care about at all. Um, it's good stuff. I got American parts. I got American faith. And that is the show. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and Breitbart News. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stars in my eyes.